Welcome back, everybody, to level 57 of the Sandbox Gamers After Dark podcast, a podcast where three vidgets meet weekly to talk about life, love, and the pursuit of vidya. Thank you so much for joining us. I am your co-host with the most, Wonder Rob, coming at you live, well, semi-live, that is, from Southern California, and on the line with me are two of my best Arizona friends in the metaverse, the Leon S. Kennedy of our podcast, Vactor. Hey, take it easy. My name is Leon. I'm under the president's order to rescue you. Okay. And <laughs> the guy who didn't play any video games this week, Jeff W. the second. Why am I even here? Some would say. <laughs> <laughs> finally somebody said it out loud and i'm your buddy i'm your buddy thanks for joining us for another episode another week another episode leave us a five-star review and tell your fellow vidgets about us the new and improved st- <laughs> i almost said strong bad podcast ah! When it's in the script, it's labeled S bad, and in my mind, that's abbreviated strong bad. But no, we're the new and improved Sandbox Gamers After Dark. The podcast is new and improved, not my reading comprehension, but the podcast is doing really well. Thank you, everybody. So, we got a a new week. We're going to have a heated discussion uh, over video game stories. We're sort of taking a uh, a step to the left, so to speak. Instead of doing video game news, we're going to have a heated video game discussion. But you knew that already because it's probably in the title of the episode. I played some games. Vactor played some games. Uh, Jeff, uh, well, he... Paired to my island, tended to my fucking island in Animal Crossing, you fucks. Wow, okay. So <laughs> Jeff's going to update us on Animal Crossing. Can't wait. That everybody, <laughs> uh, but I before we start, I have a question for you, Jeff. Now, loyal listeners will know that co captain Schaff of the Tr- SS Technological podcast likes to send us questions. He sent, uh, do you, would you rather sit on a penis or a cake? <laughs> he sent us, uh, how many wieners would you put in your mouth? He sent, uh, you know, his questions tend to be wiener related. And I don't know. I don't know if it says more about him or if it says more about us. Cause we're entertaining it every week, but I digest. So, <laughs> I do have a new question for you, Jeff. Let me find it here. Just logging into the Discord. Okay. Jeff. You're in luck because this doesn't oh, I'm this in doesn't luck? have anything to do with penises. <laughs> but it is penis it's tangentially related to penises. Uh. You'll see what I mean. Uh which video game character would you most like to bone if you could? <laughs> Uh, and then he he clarified it i don't know why he clarified but he did he says if you could means no wife no kids and let's just say your video game character choice would come a lot and enter the real world for you to plow and plunder uh thanks shaw for the question this is sandbox gamers after dark everybody don't forget to subscribe and review (laughs) 
So, Jeff, uh, putting you on the spot here, which video game character would you want to plow and plunder? Actually, I'm going to write down Jeff's answer before he says it. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's Laura Croft, right? Oh, man. I wrote Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was Mine would come to life and would be a human, not a fucking (laughs) animal, would be the number one goal. (laughs) It said there's no judgment here. If you're into that uh, sort of stuff, it's it's perfectly <laughs> fine, Jeff. Hedgehog, baby. Hedgehog. Okay, so that Jeff went really fast. Like he said his answer before I even finished talking. I knew. I, knew. I, res- I respect that. Uh okay, moving on to Vactor. Which yeah, Vactor, character Which character if they came to life would you plunge and plunder? Shots My wife. <laughs> yeah. My wife. <laughs> The Nintendo Miiverse. I, okay. I have me and okay. my wife and Rob. We have a picture of us all together. That's true. In That's the true. Miiverse. It's nice that he picked his wife in the Miiverse because he just said a, a version of me also exists. And he yeah. said me. <laughs> yeah. This could have been his chance. I was thinking about it. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> all right. Me? Easy. Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. No, you'd be that girl from Resident Evil, Rob. You we mean know. Lady Lady Demis Demis We know Demis <laughs> or however. Uh, we know uh, none of the normal st- none of the normal women characters that are all throughout that video game series. The one that's step on me, mommy. And we mommy. know that Jeff's actual answer. Oh, here would we go. Be yeah, yeah. Let's hear this. Chun Li. Because that's who he picks in Fortnite. (laughs) Or Cammy. That's true. That's true. Now, Cammy was a video game crush that I had when I was a kid. She would do, you know, you would win a match with Cammy, and then she would do that thing where she would turn and face her back to the camera and then look over her shoulder at you. And I'd be like, I don't know Uh, what's happening to my body. ah! (laughs) What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) Those were the days. and of course, since Shop yeah. asked this question, uh, you know he he gave us his answer. If this uh, isn't Shop... Nathan Drake, it's a lie. <laughs> no, he picked the gross baby from Resident Evil Eight. Oh. What? Or seven? <laughs> Which baby? You that. know the baby. You know the baby that comes out and crawls out and swallows you whole. That. That's Shop's oh, man. That is Shop's. Uh, what do you, what do you call it? A uh, a kink. We're not Aww. kink shaming. Hey, okay, Factor's oh, kink shaming. Uh, I said we weren't, but he is. <laughs> Take thank, that, Tommy. Thank you, Shaw, for another rousing discussion prompt. We look forward to your next question. Hey, listeners, do you want to ask us some off-the-wall, uh, wildly inappropriate question? You can. Find us on social media. Links in the show notes. Okay, so. Boys, I have to tell you something really quick because this was a shock to me. Before I logged on for this podcast, I opened up my phone, logged into my email just to check, you know, and I, I see an email at the very top, IGN store, IGN store, hmm. a shipment from order, order number, whatever is on the way. And I'm like, hmm, that's well. weird. I don't remember ordering it for anything from IGN. And I'm like, is this one of those spam emails I keep hearing about on the internet? Is this one of them phishing schemes I keep hearing about on the internet? 
So I click into it because I'm gullible. All right, take my password. And it says your order is on the way. Items in this shipment. Link, Figma, action figure, The Legend of Zelda, Skyward Sword. Hmm. Excuse me. And I what was like, hell? oh, that's interesting. Did somebody buy this for me? Did somebody get this for me as a gift? Immediately, I thought Vactor, but I was like, no, nah, he's not that nice. He would never. He would <laughs> never. So I did a little sleuthing. I found uh, an order confirmation email. Thank you for your purchase. Uh, link Figma action figure. Dated 7-25-2021. What? Dang. 2021. <laughs> I, I, I guess I bought this Legend of Zelda action figure. <laughs> and I forgot about it. How, how much was this figure? Um, I prefer sense. not to say, Jeff. It's That's not important, really. Okay. Uh, let's just say it's Shaw right. and Vactor's favorite number. That's how much it costs. Okay. 23. 23, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, remember that famous quote from Bill and Ted? <laughs> yeah. 23, dudes. It's just so interesting to me that they... They took almost two years to fulfill this order. And gave no updates. And gave no updates. They're just like, yeah, we've got his money. (laughs) (laughs) They could have not sent you anything. You would have never known. I wouldn't. (laughs) It was long forgotten. I was staring at my phone, dumbfounded. Let that be a lesson, IGN. Steal his money and don't Steal. send him anything. That reminds me of the uh, the analog pocket. I wonder when I, whenever that's coming. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. dang! <laughs> I forgot about that too. I wonder if I'm ever going to get that. Was that the, when was that? When did you order that? I All right, let's remember. let's look into the emails. It's, it had to have been six months. Analog ago, least, right? pocket order confirmed August twentieth, twenty twenty two. Of course, it was a pre order. It said that they were going to. Fill it 2023. Last time I went, though, it said quarter one 2023 when I ordered it, and now it just says 2023. Mm-hmm. So they may have uh, just took, they just got my money. Dang. I just like to throw away my money. <laughs> he just That's likes to it. hold it. I just likes to hold it, Jeff. That's all we do on this podcast is hold it. Oh, man. So that's my story. Uh, oh, and the update. Is it's sending me the, the toy to my old address, the house I lived two years ago. Oh Jesus! And I'm it's sure U- USPS. I and I can't find anywhere on here to update the shipping information. So somebody, <laughs> somebody just might be getting a Legend of Zelda oh, toy. Oh no! <laughs> that Time I bought two years ago in. for twenty three dollars. Anyway, more uh, to come on the Legend of Zelda story, unless, unless I forget about it completely, which I have been known to do, (laughs) as evidenced by this entire story. Speaking of, when can I preload Breath of the Wild 2? You know, I don't buy physical games, but I'm tempted to go out and just buy the physical for Legend of Zelda. What? Uh, for a purely selfish reason, this is going to be stupid. Okay, he wants I'm, to. I know it. this is stupid. I'm going to jack off on it. 
Uh, that is a totally rad I knew reason. It. I knew <laughs> That's it. a rad reason. No, we're not doing anything like that. Uh, Jeff, I used to have a dog named Zelda. Rest in peace. Yeah, R.I.P. And R.I.P. in peace. And I would... Every time I had her for 13 years, okay. I don't know how many Zelda games came out within that 13 year span, but a decent amount did. And every Mm -hmm. time one came out, I would sit my dog, I'd be sit your ass down, hold this game, and I'd put the game in front of her and I'd take a picture and I'd be like, I remember it's Zelda with Zelda. I remember clever the manure. (laughs) I remember that. Um, so I'm thinking about going and buying the physical and then make my, my little boy hold it. Uh, oh, yeah. Who, as we all know, is also named Zelda. Yeah. My little boy, Zelda. So I'm tempted to go get the physical. Also, so I can play it immediately and not have to worry about the download. Not or I don't know if I'm, being, if I'm being silly or not, but we'll see. So to answer Rob, your question. Rob being factors, sentimental. I like, I like that idea. No. No, I have no feelings. Yeah. Oh, actually, <laughs> do you know where is Zelda buried? Uh, is she is not buried. Camp. She is on the shelf right behind me. Put it up next to that. Hold on. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Jeff. You're so smart. <laughs> the tradition left. Cap it off. If, that, if, the, if the dog wouldn't find that funny, then bullshit. Yeah, she, yeah, you're right. If if uh, hell if, yeah. If Zelda was known for one thing, it was her sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you're right, Jeff. So we'll get my dead dog ashes uh, all over it it's gonna be hilarious yeah good job jeff good job i i think i will actually do that it's gonna, i'm gonna get so many likes oh my god <laughs> we're gonna break we're gonna break instagram uh, actually you should you should do a yeah a before and after who so is there do i hear ez in the background <laughs> that's my man right there that's boys. my boy Ez. okay moving on We've got a big discussion section this week, boys. Mm. Oh, shoot. I almost forgot. Jeff W. is always DTF. Yeah. <laughs> DTF. Down to talk fun. <laughs> All right. Now we're moving on. <laughs> so I don't remember how this prompt came up, but it did somehow. And, and Vactor said this... This should be a podcast. We should discuss this. Uh, it'll either make for a very long podcast or a very short podcast, but we're going to discuss it either way, folks. I think we were Red... talking about open world games with Shaw. That's right. That's right. We we're talking about open world games. And Shaw, who uh, is a, a a video game connoisseur just like us, we, we asked him his opinion, and we wanted to know about story in open world games, but narrowed it down a little bit, just story in general. And we were talking about what video game has a better story. Red Dead Redemption or Red Dead Redemption to the layperson versus Last of Us. So it can be Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption 2 and of course Last of Us and Last of Us 2. Which game has the better story overall and why? Mm. So I'm going to throw my hat into the ring here first. And while I enjoy both of these games, I feel like I'm leaning towards Red Dead Redemption. 
in this argument. But we'll talk about it in a minute. But I want to know your boys' thoughts. Who, Which game has a better story? I, I mean, I think that's the only right answer. Really, only... Well, I guess we can let Vector answer. But, I mean, I think there's only... There's no way it's The Last of Us. I mean, just based off of, I think, general consensus over those two games. Hmm, interesting. What about what about you, Vector? It's The Last of Us. And let me tell you why. Because the emotion that you... The emotional journey that you go on from the first game to the second game is one that can't be beat. And I think Red Dead Redemption... Are we talking about the whole series or just yeah, the first Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think just you the know, whole series. We're so talking about the two. I, didn't, I had a much better time with Red Dead Redemption 2. And I felt like I could play them separate. Even though the story carries over, Last of Us and Last of Us 2 are so intertwined. You can't, you can't separate those two games. It has to be one complete story. And I, like I said, I had a journey going, without spoiling it, Going oh, you can the spoil, first... it. spoil it. Spoil yeah. it. Right. We don't care about it. Roll... Tommy and Shoff, since you're never going to play these games. Who's Tommy? Going from the first game to the second game. And the way that Neil Druckmann and The Last of Us writers completely switch it on you in the second game, where you're playing, you think the game is going to go one way. You think the story is going to go one way. And then they pull the rug out from under you. And you are playing the person who you hate the most in that game. And you have to play and sympathize with that character. And then you completely have a reversal to the point where you're like, oh, now I understand that other character. And then you got to go back to the original character that you loved. And then you got to fight the two characters after you've sympathized with both of them. And so you don't want to do it, but you have to fight each other. And so you don't want to do it, but you you got to do it. That's why you the just last gotta do it is the best. You just got to do it. What was that Dude. other game that did that? It forced uh, Halo Two. Oh no, it, uh, it was Last of Us. I was thinking of um, the <laughs> the end of the Last of Us when they force you to to kill the doctor. Remember, we were talking about that on yeah, the yeah. show. Mm-hmm. So both <laughs> games do it. Oh, it's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, <laughs> they about. both force you to do it. Um, I would argue, I would argue that I don't, I don't think, um, that The Last of Us Two, uh, or Part Two, is as impactful to a lot of people as I think. I understand what you're saying. I think what you're saying is is true, but I don't think the impact on the, like, I don't think many people liked that. You know, I remember seeing the Joel murder, you know, in the leak that came spoiler. out, like, however long. Um, Did that get yeah, leaked? Spoiler. Yeah. That yeah. was, oh, like, a huge... Yeah, that, that was oh, huge interesting. Yeah. I managed People to avoid like, that. that fuck? I did yeah. not... I did not get spoiled by that. Yeah. Lucky and me. I, and that alone, and hearing... And it also... I mean, basically, the whole game leaked, and you, you, you saw that it happened pretty early on in that game. Uh, kind of threw me off of of playing the entire thing in general because I'm like, you know, I respect like the decision to do whatever you want with your characters, but at the same time, you're like, 
you know, do I do I want to play, you know, certain games as characters that I, you know, like like would I want to play a Halo game that's not me playing the chief? And I guess you know your answer to that would be like a Halo two, but I would still say you know the majority of my time I'm I'm wanting to play as like the characters that I like or the characters that I've, I've established, um, and I would say like, you know, I don't. I don't find maybe that story to be as compelling as something where in Red Dead, you know, the the entire first game, you know, they're establishing that you've left this gang that you are now playing in two. And you kind of, you know, you already know the ending, right? Like they're they're going back in time. They're doing the, the prequel approach, obviously. Um, and to still make that interesting, to still have the, the horse death at the end to still have the Arthur death to be able to, you know, integrate the gang, even though you know, ultimately what's going to happen. Uh, and you know, Dutch is going to get away somehow. Uh, to me, I think makes it a little more impressive to, or more of a, you know, try to think of the right word, uh, just a little bit of a harder landing to stick. Right. Where I think, you know, whereas Druckmann can kind of go wherever he wanted to go with it. And I think overall might be a little more uh, sloppy, maybe a little more convoluted than I think Red Dead, right? Mm-hmm. In my opinion. I liked the variety of things I could do in terms of like this story in Red Dead Redemption. And now let me let me say this. Just mm-hmm. because I like one over the other doesn't mean the other one is bad. I nope, feel that's like what that's we're saying easy... here. The other one's shit. Yeah. Well, okay. The <laughs> last of us do is poo 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 caca in a hot dog bun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I don't like. Um, but like just little, like I just remember maybe it's because I like a sense of exploration in general when it comes to my games that I felt more connected with the story in Red Dead Redemption 2. But like one example is a side quest where you meet a scientist who has built a robot and is working on bringing the robot alive. And you go through this whole mission of like trying to get lightning rods to this guy and harness the power of lightning to, to make this robot come alive. And the robot eventually kills the guy and then escapes. And then you track the robot down and the robots on top of the highest mountain in the dang game saying, why, why, why did I do this? Why did I kill my master? Why? Uh, just the, the, the little oddball stories mm-hmm. really stick out in my mind when it comes to Red Dead and Red Dead Redemption 2 versus Last of Us or Last of Us 2. While that, that game is very emotionally heavy, or those games are very emotionally heavy. And again not discrediting the story they're very good stories but they left you you finish last of us or you finish last of us 2 and you feel like there somebody put a backpack that weighs 500 pounds on you and you're just sitting there yeah. like oh god what did i just it's like depression simulator uh, is what the <laughs> the game really comes down to um but i do agree with vactor and what he said about the dual story in in Last of Us Two, um, mm-hmm. where 
you're on oh, yeah. you're you're on one character's side and then you flop the story and then you that character's actually an asshole. I mm. like this character now. And you right. you you're being tugged both ways until until a combustible Edison explodes <laughs> in your face. Yeah. Do you think the open world nature of Red Dead versus The Last of Us being more a linear story, do you think that helps or that contributes to your experience of the story because you have more options in Red Dead to do side quests and things like that, where The Last of Us, it's more, all right, here's a story. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Like, there's no other places you can go. Right. I think it, it does help for me. Yeah. Mainly because, of, again, going back to that sense of exploration, I said, okay, I've got a hint of a story. What do I need to do to, to continue this story? I'm sort of putting the pieces of the puzzle together and, and figuring out these little side quests or missions or, or um, treasure hunts or really whatever it is. I like that way of storytelling. Again, I think I think it makes me feel more engaged. Mm. Well, yeah, and you can like flesh a character out. Like you pretty much, you know, like for as as much as people like that twist, you're stuck with that. Uh, who's the other? I can't remember the other. The Abby. Abby. Abby Elliot was her name. You're you're stuck with her just in the second game. Like she doesn't play. Like I mean, obviously in the in the idea that like her father was the doctor uh, plays a large role, but other than that, you know, spoiler not really getting much from her. Whereas, you know, if you're depending on your missions and what you're doing in red dead, you know, it, the, the gang kind of, you know, gains its own characteristics here. Right? Like you're interacting with, you know, John Marsden and then, you know, you actually, you know, end up playing him at the end of the game. So you get to like, you know, reestablish him, uh, you know, after, you know, the Dutch, uh, falling apart the dutch gang falling apart you know i think um to me just yeah having that open space lets you let you do more with those characters and like you know like like think about it like you know arthur you can play him how you want in red dead whereas basically everybody in the last of us is basically just out for their own you can call all of them assholes i guess right but like in red dead like you can go do you know you can go do good deeds. You can go save people. You can go, you know, do these side missions that just kind of add more context to what's happening, you know. Um, and yeah. you can kind of you can kind of choose whether he was like a good guy a little bit, you know, uh, or you can make him a total piece of shit. Um, so I think I think that I think that that's all that there that you can. The only argument you really can make. Uh, for how open world affects that is just, it gives you more, you know, um, and you get to decide, right. which to me is more, you know, video game esque, right? Like I want to be able to like do things as the character. So the more options for me, you know, the better. And I feel like, and I'm curious, I want to hear Vactor's take on this, not yours, Jeff. So stay quiet. Ooh. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 and Red Dead Redemption 1, when I go back and think of the story of those two games, I I get brought back to like major set piece moments of the game, like blowing up a train track and robbing a train, like that big moment. Or um, there's another section where you actually get on the train and the train's going and you're running against 
the the moving train um, and uh, a handful of others versus Last of Us and Last of Us 2 set pieces within the story moments. Like there's one major, like one for each game sticks out in my head, like the Last of Us 2 going through that hotel and traversing all the levels and running out or trying not to run into like the clickers, the bloaters or last of us one where you're um, you're in that basement that's flooded and, and the, the bloaters are coming in like these little set piece moments really come in. Like what do you, what do you take away from that factor? Like when it comes to set piece moments and the story, like do you, when you think of last of us or you think of red dead redemption two, like does, do these major memory like pop back into your head? I don't have specific ones for Red Dead, but you know, I actually have the sensory, like the core memories of where I was when I was playing it, where I was living, and where I was in my life. And that's how I, you know, a lot of video games, like your memory of the game, I think, is also tied to that time in your life, that time period in your life. So that's what I have for red did i remember where i was living at the time and not necessarily specific levels or set pieces last of us it's more the overall story to me that i remember like the the thing that sticks out to me about both games both last of us is the twist and at the time you know it being fresh and not as we're watching the show we already know the ending of of the game of both games but that's when i think about the last of us i think about just the twist at the end of both games specifically um instead of like set pieces it's the the memory of like the endings of those games that's the things that stand out to me i know i said i didn't want to hear your opinion jeff but i was joking (laughs) what about you (laughs) Um, you know, I would say I, it's funny cause I would say probably I could recall more, um, like if we're going to go into like the part twos of the games, um, I probably know more last of us two, but only because they were so controversial, you know, like they were so, uh, just polarizing and like, obviously, like I said, the leak, you know, so I, I, I would say I can recall those more, um, but I do, I just remember having fun and like, you remember in, there's Red Dead Redemption 2 where you, you know, you're in the small town. I think a couple of the guys in the gang get, you know, put in jail and then you have to go shoot them out. I mean, things like that. I'm like, you know, I, I would rather play that segment of video game probably over anything in, certainly in Last of Us Part 2. Uh, maybe I would probably, you know. I wouldn't say so much about part one, but part two, I, I would rather play that moment in Red Dead Redemption than that entire game. Ooh. Personally. Yeah. So, I mean, these are both stellar stories. Do you think, what do you think would make a better television series overall? Do you think a Red Dead Redemption series could could take the uh, the thunder away from Last of Us? I I think so. I think... It, I mean, you know, it's funny because I think it depends on who <clears throat> who gets it, you know. Pedro Pascal. Yeah. He gets the part again. 
Oh, he's man. in all of them. He's Dutch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bank it. When that happens, bet he's Dutch. Um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, they're going to, um, like, like if Amazon gets either series, I think they're both fucked. But uh, <laughs> if, uh, if say they're both given HBO, um, I could see something, you know, because I mean, look how big Yellowstone is. I think everybody I know watches that, and I, I don't watch it myself, but like I hear about it from everybody else. We got a lot of Yogi Bear fans, yeah. <laughs> and I think you could, uh, I think you could fill the gap in with a Red Dead Redemption there, like a little bit of a. And actually, I think Red Dead Redemption is probably That's a better story. Jellystone. Oh, it's so stupid. <laughs> stupid. Uh, but yeah, I. I think uh given given the right opportunities, I think Red Dead could be could be better. All right. And well, they're both great like, stories. Like Last yeah, of Us sure. is limited as well, right? Like you can tell many gang stories from Red Dead. I mean you I think your your uh you know options to pick from are, are larger with Red Dead. You could do a whole series about Arthur going to the bar and getting drunk, looking for his friend and uh, <laughs> yeah. and doing the little kick line dance in Red mm-hmm. Dead Redemption too. It could be anything, but I think it's safe to say that they're both very great stories and one isn't necessarily better than the other. In my opinion, although Red Dead Redemption is better. So (laughs) that's all I got to say about that. Great discussion, boys. Great, great discussion. It's time to move on to what we've been playing this week. Let's start with Jeff, since he was so defensive about his Animal Crossing. Yeah, what's been going on on your island, Jeff? Fuckers! Yeah, you, know, you didn't play wow. anything. I didn't play any, <laughs> you should have seen back all over face. the island. <laughs> I've been. You know, you know how many? You know how many uh, fucking fossils I've had to dig up for blathers? No, I had to dig up at least thirty of those. Thank you to get my museum up. I cheated all the money. Now I'm getting my advanced. You know, um, what are I they? I forgot called? you were cheating. What's the, oh yeah yeah we're not we're not getting eight million bells. Tom Nook can suck my dick. You know I'm not paying you all that money. I'm not spending all that time. There's no way. <laughs> Fucking two million for a basement. Yeah right. Fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> I'm, wow. I'm cheating the bells because that's bullshit. But everything else I've been getting, you know, uh, legitimate. Actually. I think one other thing I will cheat is these uh, these cheat islands on Twitch, basically where you can fly in and, and take a bunch of things. Um, they uh, they have all of the guests as well, so I need to go look up who the you know most what who are the celebrity island guests? Who are the most elusive? The most you know where's the Elon Musk guest that I can you know invite to my island? Um, so I need to I need to go cheat some of that too, but. Um, you know, just been collecting my daily Nook points or whatever the hell, Nook miles, you know. it's uh, <laughs> That game's a pain in the ass, and I don't know how, you know, you or Vactor's Wife, two of the better islands I've seen, and pre- what, I don't you know how you guys did it. You could say that. You didn't have All a right. Starbucks. That was a lie. It's in there. There's no Where's branded my Starbucks. Where's my Switch? It's like you don't know how things work, Jeff. There's no it's Burger like- King. Our King Burger, as my four-year-old calls it. <laughs> my four-year-old, his new thing is telling me to pretend to do something that he w- wants me to do. Pretend we go to King Burger and we get some fries. 
Pretend you go into the cabinet and get me some goldfish. <laughs> oh man! It's, pretend you get me a juice. <laughs> Who taught him that? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll I'll say pretend. I'll say it to him. I'll say pretend you scratch my back, and he'll go no. <laughs> I'm like oh great, I'm not allowed to say no, but you are. got it. Who taught this kid? Okay, so moving on, uh, Vactor and I played a new, well, new to us game this week called Buddy Simulator 1984. I saw credits on it, Jeff. Ooh. I saw credits on Buddy Simulator 1984, and Vactor played the demo. This game is out on, on Steam and Xbox. I wouldn't be surprised if it's on PlayStation or Switch, uh, but I don't think it would play very well on consoles to me or at least based on my experience playing it on pc i'm i'm curious to see how it plays on console uh if we know anybody shoff who's playing it or says he's gonna play it or thinks he'll play it hopefully they they report back and let us know uh jeff let me read this to you Mm. here we go let me read it to you jeff here we go have you ever felt lonely like you wanted someone to talk to, a best friend perhaps? Well, look no further thanks to next generation AI technology. Buddy Simulator 1984 stimulates the experience of hanging out with a best buddy. And by stimulates, I mean simulates, but it does stimulate as well. Your best yeah. buddy learns from you, consistently adapting to your interests and personality. Say your favorite color is green. Of course, your best friend is going to remember. Do you like video games? So does your buddy. Your best buddy can play games with you thanks to the latest graphical software. Uh, so, games like Rock, Paper, Scissors, Jeff, or Hangman, or Ooh. Guess the Number. So, I beat this bullshit game. games? <laughs> okay, well, games you would play with your friends. When's the last time you played Rock, Paper, Scissors with anybody, Jeff? It's been a long time. Yeah, because you don't have any friends. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Ooh, exactly. <laughs> When's the last time you paid guess a number? Let's do it right now. Uh, Jeff, guess guess a number between one and ten thousand. Sixty-nine. Nope. I just won. <laughs> I, I, Jeff. It's like you this way you have many friends, Jeff. <laughs> okay. I know that's what he was thinking. Oh boy. So <laughs> this game. I I really 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 liked this game. It's only ten dollars, Jeff. Nine ninety nine on Steam. Nine ninety nine on Xbox. V- very much worth the money. It took me about seven hours to get through. But the thing is, I really want to talk about this game, but talking about it will ruin the game for anybody. I believe, mm. uh, because this game came out of left field. I even just I found it by accident. But just by chance, I was looking for a little something to tide me over before Breath of the Wild 2 or Tears of the Kingdom, depending on what you want to call it, comes out. And I found it on Xbox, but I couldn't get the store page to load for some reason. So I found it on uh, PC and the rest is history. But I went in not really knowing anything. I just went off that description I told you. And I said, you know, that sounds like an interesting game. Uh, after I bought it and downloaded it, I noticed that it says uh, tags for the game. Psychological horror. <laughs> horror. I was like, huh, that's interesting. 
What I can tell you is that the game starts with you booting up your buddy simulator. And when I say booting up, think think about a your PC in 1984, Jeff, where you have to physically type in run program.exe enter execute and it'll boot up and you'll talk to your ai best friend and he will ask you questions about yourself like what's your birthday what's your favorite color uh and a few more random questions and he says we're best friends i know i know we're gonna get along and you get to name your best buddy i named mine trent w (laughs) And what is this? This guy's playing Minecraft during the pod. <laughs> Back here. I'm going to cut to you in a second, buddy. I'm listening. Sure you are, buddy. And you get and you you play with your friend and eventually you get to a point where your friend We'll play Hangman with you in these games that I mentioned, and you will exhaust these games. Your AI friend will get bored. And your AI friend will say, hey, since we're best friends, let me make a new game for you. And then it takes off from there. But this is interesting. Again, this is 1984, Jeff. So imagine the video games on a PC in 1984 this so is the, the, you, the type of game are you reading text the entire time i will Can say I the that? first part of the game and because it's in the demo is that you're doing text adventure okay um actually you know what i'm gonna let i'm gonna let vector talk about it because he's he's not paying attention vector <laughs> it's like calling on a kid in school no it's the same as when Jeff and I would play games and talk to each other, which we've done millions of never. times. This has never happened. Millions of hours. <laughs> which That's what makes it strange that Jeff would be laughing. Because okay. if he's right. never spoken All right. while well, playing I'll, games before. I'll, I'll take the microphone back. So it, this is in the demo. So it's not too much of a spoiler. Again, mm-hmm. I can't stress enough. Anybody who... D- happens to be listening if if the one of the two of you listening to this decides to play this yes try to go in as cold as much as you possibly can so i'm gonna i'm gonna tiptoe around what i'm saying here but the 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 very beginning of the game what is your ai is has made a new game for you to play but again it's a 1984 game so it's a text adventure like you see a shed you see a house you see a lake what do you Uh do and you write go to house right right. okay there's a there's a key what do you do it pick up key great and you know it's giving you prompts like don't understand cool house or whatever you decide to type in like there's a limited amount of of what you can do factor is saying in our discord i'm calling you out he says i play games every week during the pod yeah he's lying <laughs> there's no yeah, difference emo- emotional games with me and Jeff. <laughs> that's with our he hearts does. uh and so you get put into this situation where, okay, I'm playing this game with this AI. And he puts you on a little adventure and he names the adventure after you. At least he named it after me. He named the game The Adventure of Rob. Mm-hmm. That's what he did in mind, too. Tell, tell us about your experience with this game, Vector. I'm still in the text part of it. And I was never a big text adventure. 
I was a little bit too young for te- text-based adventure games. This was in the in the in the height of the 80s, and I remember watching things like Big. Remember Tom Hanks and Big, and he's playing this text-based adventure game, and so I always had that experience of seeing it in movies, but never actually experiencing it myself because we didn't have a PC when I was growing up. So this was actually my first text-based adventure game. But the premise wasn't lost on you. Yes. So like you you understood what it was asking you to do as soon as it got up, got to yes. that point, right? Right. Okay. All right. So that's that's what I am curious about for people like these these TikTokers getting to these games, you know, who have who have possibly have never heard of this particular genre of game. Yeah, because it's not I don't see people streaming that. I don't see that as a popular game type. So yeah, that would be interesting to see what today's audience at least plays of that part. So for that part of the demo, I thought it was interesting. It's something that's novel because you don't see that very often in games these days that we're playing. I'm interested, how did you find that? You said by accident. Yeah, I was in the Xbox. I was on my Xbox Series S and looking through the store because I tried playing Minecraft Legends and I got to tell you, it just wasn't for me. (laughs) I know you're playing it right now. And so (laughs) I gave it 15 minutes and it just wasn't for me. Um, And so I was just going through the store because nothing on Game Pass was interesting to me and i just went through recently added to the store and was just going down the list like okay well let's look at the newest to the oldest and eventually i got to february 18th 2021 because that's when this game came out and i found it on there and the name just interested me because generally simulator games i like you know like a power wash simulator lawn mowing mm-hmm. simulator these simulator games i usually can get into at least for a little while so i was like buddy simulator what is this and the description really got me and i tried to buy it on my xbox but it wouldn't work the it wouldn't connect to the store page for the game and i don't know why Uh, it just wouldn't it just kept giving me an error so that's why i looked for it on pc Um, but there is a fair amount of typing you have to do in this game uh not as much in the later part of the game says the the very front part but there is a fair amount that's what I want to see. How does it play on console? Because I was playing it on PC, and I was like, I don't know how you could play this with a controller. Like I would, you'd pull your hair out after the first line of typing. I'm so curious, it must, it, Phil. Yeah, yeah, it must bring up like a prompt, and you just select one. Yeah, right. maybe like if it's giving you yes or no's or go right, go left, grab, use, or whatever. Um, but I feel like that would take away from it, it's especially the type of game that it is. Um, and the game Jeff evolves the further you get into it. So you're you're with your AI buddy, and he's learning more about you, and he's just totally kissing your butt the whole time. He wants to be mm-hmm. your best friend, and he he makes the game more intricate the further you get along, and the more he gets to know you. Yeah, yeah. Um, even to a point, man, I really want to talk about certain things, but by the end know. of it, it's a first person VR shooter. And you're immersed in it totally, Jeff. Yeah, you gotta get your, you gotta get your, uh, your, your meta quest, Jeff. 
and, and look into it. I can't. What I can tell you, there are several different endings to the game, which I looked up after I beat it because I was curious after after the ending okay. I got. How long? A, how long would you say? Rough. Took SDA? me seven hours. Seven hours. Okay, that's a decent sized game. Then. So I played it over three three days, three evenings. Yeah, is how I played it. Uh, and it was so compelling that I kept. You know, you'll get those games that you play. You're just like, man, I want to go back and play it. Like I'm thinking about right. it. Elden Ring. Maybe not as maybe not as addicting as Elden Ring, but I'm using that as an example. Um, it's very good. It's very different. Um, and I wish I could talk more about it, but I don't. Just in case, and just in case anybody happens to be listening to this, who would be interested, I I feel like I wouldn't have enjoyed it more if I knew things that were going to happen in the game. So I'm just going to leave it at that. But it's ten bucks. It's super cheap. There's a free demo on PC. I don't know if on consoles if there's a free demo, but there's there's at least one on PC. So I would definitely recommend Buddy Simulator 1984 for anybody. And if it wasn't 2021 and this was 2023, I would put it on my contenders list for GT or GOTY. For sure. Dang. Nice. All right. Moving on. It says right here, Vactor's been playing Resident Evil 4. What, what, what? Yeah. I talked about the demo mm-hmm. last week or two weeks ago, and I got to play the actual game, and the demo was just the first level. But I thought about it. I don't remember playing this game, so I must have got it on GameCube and just played like the first level and then just never went back to it because I'm on Chapter 4 now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I don't remember all this. But the thing I did want to mention about this game, this is where the Resident Evil series, I think, really took off for me. One, two, and three are are good. And especially, like, one has a place in history for mm-hmm. survival horror. I think that was the first survival horror game I ever played. And I have a core memory of being scared when the zombie dog jumps through the window for the first <laughs> time against everybody and there's Jill, the voice acting yeah open that door the the load screens of the, the door every time yeah so the first game has a lot of core memories the second game i just remember the opening part of it so i never finished that one the third game i remember the opening of it and they were all kind of similar games this and they were all in kind of similar settings also this fourth game i think is where like this eastern european setting comes in and i i remember beating five and six um and then i kind of dropped off so i haven't played seven and eight after those but this is where the series i think really became great is resident evil 4 and so this remake Number one, I cannot, like I said in the demo, I cannot imagine playing this in the original control scheme. I just cannot fathom it. Like, it just does not make any sense to not be able to use the right stick to move the camera. Right. So this game, uh, this remake is the way it should have been from the beginning and the way it looks in your memory of playing the original game from 2005. This updated graphics for at least for right now in 2023 it is 
updated and modern. Come back to me in 15 years again when it when it looks like dookie. <laughs> it's just but weird because I would. Re- it looks like how I remembered it looking, but it does not look the same like at all. Yeah, because like I said, I downloaded the original because either I bought it or Jeff bought it. Somebody bought it because it's in my Steam library. So the original somebody was going to buy you it for for your birthday, and then they never did. So you went back. Oh, oh yeah. no, I had it. Ben Songer. <laughs> <laughs> somebody bought it. I don't know who bought it, but I have access to the original 2005 game. That's your boy. That's a it me. Does, it <laughs> does not look good. So mm-hmm. I think Resident Evil 4 is a fun, um, like I said, side, like the the trajectory of the series changes in Resident Evil mm-hmm. 4. And what we think of today as like Village and the current Resident Evils that are coming out, I think it all started in this game. So this is, I think, a monumental step in the Resident Evil franchise. And I'm enjoying playing as your boy Leon. Ooh-wee. My favorite thing is how he just, he says this, the dumbest stuff <laughs> while he's playing the game. And then he'll he'll backflip kick people and do, and then... <laughs> He'll walk into bear traps every ten minutes, and it doesn't even hurt him. <laughs> that was my—I hated those bear traps, man. Mm-hmm. I would run into those at the worst possible times. Um, Jeff, did you play Resident Evil Seven or Resident Evil Eight? Uh, I've not played either of those. Mm, okay, I was just thinking about it. Like, I wish they would—they remade Resident Evil One on the GameCube, which mm-hmm. at the time looked great, but I'm sure it would look. Like poo poo if we went back. Didn't they? Then they re-release the remake again. Isn't that? Isn't there? Did they re-release it? I don't isn't know. that out? I think that I don't know. But wasn't it called? Wasn't that Resident Evil Zero? No, that was a prequel game. Oh, uh, where you're on a train and it yes. was co-op, and I hated it. I remember that. I did not enjoy that game that much. Um, maybe because I was playing it single player, but you had to like. Con- when the two characters were on the the screen together, you had to oh. control one with one stick and one with the other stick. When you weren't Ugh. playing their oh yeah yeah I remember that yeah. separate games and they're like, look how innovative we are. You can play by yourself. <laughs> it's so good, right? No, it sucks, Captain. I oh, must have bought eight because it's on my library also. So Jeff, you have access to it. Yeah, I do. And they also they did re-release uh, Resident Evil One uh, HD remaster in 2015. Uh, so to... it's not a remake necessarily. Yeah, it's no, a it's remaster. a re- re-release of the remaster for the PC for the you know monies and stuff. I was just thinking if they if they remade Resident Evil One, which I think it's about due. I think I sort of have a feeling, and I'm basing this on absolutely nothing, a mm-hmm. feeling that that's going to be the next one they remake versus uh, Five. Oh, but right. I'm curious. I was. Just, I was just thinking to myself, what what's a better remake? Remaking it in the style of Resident Evil 4, the over-the-shoulder type game, or remaking it in the style of Resident Evil 7 and 8, where you're in a first-person game and you're running around mm. that mansion in first person. You know, first person might give you that like uh, that tight, compact, like you know what I mean, feeling kind of gameplay. Yeah, and I don't... And I'm actually really curious about your thoughts on this factor. I going back and playing Resident Evil 4, I don't think I got scared at all. 
Now there was tense. Yeah. But it there it wasn't like oh fuck I'm gonna die oh this seems so scary <laughs> my pants. like I didn't I didn't have any of those moments like is it is it would you say this game is scary based on no. what you played so far no it's just it's all jump scares it's like you you open up a door and somebody's there and you didn't expect them to be there that's mm-hmm. everything that I'm getting from it or it's a just chainsaw like, chainsaw grannies coming at you two of them yeah. Those or ones, whatever. yeah, those ones I'm fine, but it's the ones that, like, you think nobody's there. Like, let's say you're looking at somebody, and then when you turn around, they're there. Like, the exact same location. And so, it just startles you. That's more what it is to me than, than actual being scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I am glad you're enjoying it. Now, my last question for you, because there's a big game coming out tomorrow night, Factor called jedi survivor is a is resident evil 4 gonna go the way of the dodo are you gonna stop playing this game and never go back to it once well, I don't jedi know. comes out no i don't know about never but until survivor is until i see credits there will be no resident evil in my household it will be Uh oh he's moving He's doing. He's is he doing around. it again with the sword? Yeah, there he is. He's got the dark saber, <laughs> and he's pretending it's his penis, and he's loving it all around. That's two episodes in a row. Oh, oh my god! Man. <laughs> Look at him. He there loves it. <laughs> there will be no toy. Resident oh, Evil in this household. So what you're saying is, is it'll it will be a Survivor series at Factor's house? Oh yeah. It's a wrestling pun for everybody. <laughs> Doink! Doink the clown, everybody. <laughs> Doink the clown, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Sandbox Gamers After Dark podcast. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We appreciate it. But before you go, don't forget to like, subscribe, do all the things. You can find all our socials in the show notes or just go to our link tree, link tree forward slash the Sandbox Gamers. Uh, but you got to check out Vactorverse. Vactor, tell them all about Vactorverse. Tell them. Vactorverse is the place where you can find me on the metaverse. I'm talking to comic book creators. Um, I have a wonderful episode with Albert Loves Comics right now. A great comic book creator everyone should check out. And coming up this week, the newest episode of the Vactorverse We've got the CEO of Crafty Comics, who you won't be able to see on this, but I'll show Robin Jeff. Crafty Comics makes Ooh. these comic book holders. They're frames for your mm. comic books. That's and it's cool. pretty good. So uh, the the founder of Crafty Comics I spoke to, and he he's a nice guy, and he's got a cool story about how he made those. So check out... The Vactorverse this week on YouTube. All right. And then you also want to check out Vactor in audio form on Trek No Pod, where they're talking everything and anything Star Trek related. And lately they've been talking all about Picard season three. Has that wrapped up yet? Yes. Picard is done. The series is done. And we've got some Star Trek comics that we're going to be talking about. Ooh. I don't know if you guys can hear this, but Vactor is loading a gun, a pistol. 
<laughs> I don't know what he's doing, planning on doing with that thing. Interesting. Uh, so check out Treknopod, available anywhere you get your podcasts. And maybe, just maybe, keep your ear out. And by ear, I mean eyes and ears on your favorite podcatcher for one Trek of mine. <laughs> Is it gonna happen? Long time, long time <laughs> listeners know what I'm talking about. <laughs> One Trek Mind coming soon to a podcatcher near you. Maybe, unless it doesn't, but maybe it will. It's, it's happening. But it might not. But it might. Are we trolling or are we not? Trolling? It's, it's happening. It's tough to say. <laughs> GG, everybody. GG. It's coming.